Hello, thank you for joining me tonight for part one of the River series. This is a series that I've started because of a dream God gave me. He's spoken to me on teaching people how to submit to the Holy Spirit, how to live in the Holy Spirit, and how to live in that river of living water that flows out of what Christ did at the cross. And maybe the Holy Spirit is a new concept for you. Maybe the Holy Spirit is a new subject that you've never really dove into and figured out or sought out the details of what the Holy Spirit is all about and what he wants to do in your life. So hallelujah, tonight we're going to dig into that. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about how to live in the Holy Spirit. And I know that the Holy Spirit um, does not want to be grieved, does not want to be quenched. That The Lord doesn't want us to quench the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like a fire inside of us. He gives us passion, but he also releases insight, revelation, and he empowers us to do the work of God. So I want to teach you the art of, of staying in the Holy Spirit. I truly believe there's an art to it, and I've learned many things through experience, so I want to teach you on that tonight. So let's pray as we begin. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you for your anointing, Lord God that you've placed upon me, that you've placed upon every one of your saints, Lord. You've given us each and every one of us a purpose in you, Lord. Help me to fulfill my purpose as a son of the Most High God. Yes, we're all sons and daughters, Lord. So, Lord, I ask that you propel us into our destiny, Lord God. Tonight, anoint my words that I wouldn't only be speaking vain, empty words, but I'd speak words that are anointed by your spirit to touch hearts and to change lives in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you so much once again for joining me. And also, please share this. Share this to bless others, family members, friends, co-workers, or whoever it might be. So the river, this is called the river series. This is going to be part one and the title is submitting to the Holy Spirit. So before I get started, I like to share a dream, the dream that led me to actually begin teaching on this series. So I had this dream a couple of weeks ago. This dream is part of the reason uh, why I was led to do this series. It was also God speaking to me as I told you in the beginning there. So the dream started with me looking out at a riverbank. The water was very clear, and before I knew it, I was swimming in the river. And for some reason in the dream, I could stay underwater for extended periods of time without coming up. You know, I didn't have any scuba gear on. I wasn't uh, snorkeling or anything like that. But in this dream, I could stay under the water for, it seemed like, hours without coming up for breath. So there's a lot of spiritual symbolism in this dream, and then we're going to go to the scriptures, and the scriptures are going to help me interpret this dream, and I've already interpreted it with the help of the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand when you're interpreting a dream, when you have a dream, write that dream down just as quickly as you can, and then ask the Lord to lead you to scriptures, and you can also Google search what scriptures line up with what the dream was ask other people that are seasoned Christians that have have walked with Jesus for some time about these dreams and if there's scriptures that stand out in their mind that the Holy Spirit is bringing forth or bringing forward that they see lining up with your dream and those scriptures will help you interpret what your dream truly means. 
So later in the dream, I saw more fish than I could count in this river swimming in a row. They were all black fish swimming in a row. I started catching them easily with my bare hands. I felt such joy as I held each fish in my hands. So at the end of the dream, I came out of the river and I was followed by a group of people who I had led into the river. So I had led these people into the river and they followed me out of the water. The group seemed delighted to have been in the river, but not as delighted as me, not as filled with joy, as joyful as I was. As I walked down the path away from the river, I couldn't help but look back and anticipate the next time I would go for a swim. I looked forward to swimming in this river again. I looked forward to, to going in, to swimming, to catching fish. And in the natural, I love fishing. In the natural, I love being by the riverside. Uh, in the natural, I love going into the woods. And, and I'm just an outdoorsman in that way. But this dream wasn't about the natural. It was spiritual. And we're going to find out why. So before I explain in detail exactly what this dream meant, I want to read the scriptures God gave me that helped me to understand and interpret this dream. Now, please turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 47. That is Ezekiel chapter 47. We're going to read verses 1 through 12. Verses 1 through 12. Please turn with me there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So let's read. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. To the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out of the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000. And it was a river that could not that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and on the other. Then he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the rivers go. And it shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Engalam, and Galim, they will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. 
So the Lord shows Ezekiel many things in this chapter, many things while the text remains mysterious and full of spiritual symbolism. So this seems straightforward when we first look at it. We think, you know, maybe this is the third temple, maybe this is the millennial temple, and it may be that there is some physical, there may be some physical natural things here. But there is a lot of spiritual symbolism, and I'm going to show you how, and I'm going to show you how this will help me and did help me interpret my dream. So the river that flows from the temple represents the Holy Spirit. This word picture depicts the Holy Spirit's purifying and life-giving power. This river being made available to all people because of what Jesus did at the cross by shedding his blood. When Jesus died on the cross, he opened the floodgates of his living water that now run out unto us. Now from our belly flows rivers of living water. From us, from our inner man, flow rivers of living water that change us and change everything around us, including the atmosphere. So the water became deeper and deeper and spread out further and further until it reached the sea. There's healing in these waters. These are the healing waters. There's a connection that happens, and I want you to, to really look at this scripture here at verse 9, and I want you to understand there's a connection that happens between the river and the sea. This represents the power of Christ's grace and redemption reaching the entire world. So as we know, the, this river flows from out from under the temple. It flows out from under the temple, which is in Jerusalem. So this river represents the purifying power, the cleansing power of what was done at the cross. It represents the Holy Spirit purifying and transforming and healing in Jerusalem. But then as the, as the power of God goes out, as the glorious gospel is preached from Jerusalem into Samaria and unto the ends of the earth, the Gentiles are also blessed. This river goes out not only through Jerusalem, but through all the world. And that's where it touches the sea. The river touches the sea. The river symbolizes the blessing and the purification that happened in Jerusalem. And the sea or the ocean represents the Gentiles. And that we now have a part in not only in, sal in salvation, but the promise of the Holy Spirit. So the fish of the sea were now found in the river where the fishermen cast their nets. Jesus called us to be fishers of men as we live and move in the current of the Holy Spirit. Catching the fish becomes second nature. It becomes second nature as we move in the Holy Spirit, as we have our, our being in the Holy Spirit, as we move as the Holy Spirit leads. We want to be spirit-led in evangelism, don't we? We don't want to just you know, come with, with the words that we think we should speak. We should come with the word of God as the Spirit leads. When we're moving as the Spirit leads, evangelism come, becomes much more easy, okay? It's to the point where I was catching these fish in my bare hands and I was joyful over them. That was a picture of being led by the Spirit as you preach the word, as you share the love of Christ and the message of the gospel while you're being led by the Spirit. 
And, you know, an example of that, of being led by the spirit to go and be fishers of men is like, you know, when you're, if you're a fisherman, you go out to the river the day after it's stocked, you know, here I go out after it's stocked with trout because I know those waters are going to be full with, with all kinds of fish. It's going to be easy. I'm going to just throw my line in and catch one after another. And that's what it's like when you're filled with the spirit. There's a manifestation that comes, signs, wonders, miracles, healings, and they're all to point to Christ. So there were trees on either side of this river that bore fruit each month. Their leaves were for healing. These trees represent those who are infused with the life and healing virtue of the river. Those are the people that we should be. We are just like these trees when we're empowered, when we're filled, when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want you to understand just how important it is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of churches that speak against the baptism. There's a lot of churches that speak against Pentecostal or charismatic, spirit-filled people. But I'm telling you, tongues is a gift for each person to edify, to edify your inner man. There's a lot who will speak against tongues. There's a lot who will speak against prophecy. The Bible makes it clear not to shut down prophecy. Paul spoke clearly on that. I want us to understand when we're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, when we're filled with the Spirit, we're going to move easily in the calling and the giftings that have been given to us. It's not going to be like we're forcing it to happen, but it's going to flow naturally out of us. Those giftings are going to flow naturally out of us. So I'm going to pray with you even at the end of this message tonight that you become filled with the Holy Spirit. It's about surrendering, submitting to the Holy Spirit, confessing to the Holy Spirit where you are, and asking for the Holy Spirit to come in and fill you. So I'm sure you can already see some of the similarities between my dream and the 47th chapter of Ezekiel here. Even if you've noticed some of the similarities, I'd still like to share the interpretation of my dream because of its meaning and how it applies to this series. So in the dream, I swam in the river for extended periods of time. This was meant to represent that I've come to know and understand how to stay in the spirit without grieving or quenching the Holy Spirit. And like I said, you know what, if we could go back to uh, the book of Exodus and when Moses and the Israelites were traveling through the wilderness, traveling through the desert, um, there was a cloud that came. There was a cloud that came, but there was also a pillar of fire that came. Okay, the glory of God, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit can be represented by different natural uh or visual, I should say, visual representations like a cloud or fire. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is like a fire. He is like a fire inside of us. And we could throw water on that fire and quench him. How do we do that? We do that by submitting to fleshly things. We do that to submitting to temptations. We do that to sub by submitting to things that we want rather than what the Holy Spirit is leading us into. So that's our first lesson on part one this week, this night is when the Holy Spirit, and you sense the Holy Spirit speaking to you, giving you impressions, and leading you in a certain way, and usually it's very gentle and very mild and very um, easy to miss because in the beginning when he begins to speak to you, it's very gentle and subtle. But you need to begin to say, Lord, you know what? I don't want to miss it. I, I'm going in the direction that you're leading me. I'm just going to go after that thing regardless of what it is. 
that you're calling me to do, I'm going to hear you. I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to move. And as you begin to move with that subtle, gentle leading, God is going to lead you by his Holy Spirit into deeper and deeper things. And he's going to trust you more and more. He's going to trust you with that authority that he's already given you. A lot of times people don't see miracles, signs and wonders and all these marvelous, great and mighty exploits because God hasn't yet seen that they are trusting, that these people are trusting the Holy Spirit's leading. And I want you to understand that we must trust the Holy Spirit's leading if we're going to move in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. So the black fish in my dream weren't really fish at all. This row of black fish that I saw, they represented blackened souls that would be cleansed by the living water, by the Holy Spirit. I was filled with joy as I caught the fish in my hands. The reason for this joy wasn't because I was catching fish. fish. It was because they represented souls that had been saved from death and hell. Hallelujah. And we need to, we need to celebrate. We need to praise God when a soul is saved. So many times people receive Christ and we just say, okay, great. That's, you know, that's nice that that happened. No, another soul saved from the pits of hell. Another soul snatched from the flames. Hallelujah. We need to celebrate. We need to be joyful. We need to remember the joy of our salvation. We need to ask God to bring us back to the joy of our salvation. Many of us, and, and you know, God reminded me of this this week. Remember what it was like sitting in your house during COVID when you couldn't go out and you promised yourself, I'm going to treat people differently after this. I'm going to be grateful for every little thing that I have. I'm going to be grateful for relationship. I'm going to be grateful for friendship. I'm going to be grateful to be around other brothers and sisters in Christ because they closed down the churches and now they're telling me I can't go out of my house. Let's remember what that was like and let's live that out every day. Let's live out those promises that we made to ourselves and we made to God that we've forgotten about. And the Holy Spirit will lead us.